Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Well, that did not go the way that uh, I think people had hoped it would. Flyers lose in overtime 4-3. On one hand, you're happy to see the game go to overtime. The Flyers work their way back into this one. It felt like uh, John Tortorella was going to get away with uh, without having to answer any questions about Joel Farabee being nailed to the bench the entirety of the game. Uh, and yet, the Flyers force OT. They get an opportunity, and then they get killed on the odd man rush going the other way. It was clinical, and it's the difference that having skill makes in overtime. Uh, welcome into the Press Row Show postgame show, the number one rated pre-intermission and postgame show, the side of the Mississippi. Bundy, um, I don't know how you feel about moral victories, but do you take a small moral victory out of being able to force overtime against a skilled and talented Devils team? <sighs> I hate moral victories, but you know what? I guess you have to call it that. I mean, you know, the fact that they didn't give up. This is a team that has not, maybe they got a point in one game where they trailed, but they didn't quit. They stayed in the fight. They ended up getting two goals. Uh, they did it the right way. Uh, the overtime's disappointing. You know, I really thought that that was a game that could take the momentum and win. And you know what happened? It ended up being, I believe, a missed shot. Yep, and it set up the break, the breakout for the Devils. And you know those guys get up the ice. It's a ton of skill right there, and one shot into the hockey game. But I give Devils credit. Uh, you know, who scored that goal too. I believe it was Luke Hughes, right? I think so. Yeah, it, it was. It was Luke Hughes, and and we thought he was out of the game. Well, our guy was Garnet Hathaway. After reviewing that, uh, it was a, a terrible call. Ultimately, um, I thought initially it was too late. Anthony thought the same thing, but. You know, if you're going to lose a guy for the entire game, well, that other player better be be really badly injured too. That's the way they judge it. I want to say it like, if you're hurt like that, um, it's unfortunate that we lost a guy and their player came back and scored the game-winning goal. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to have conferences at center ice and start judging penalties over what the hit was rather than the actual play, then you shouldn't be refing in this. That's exactly right. And, and ultimately, you know, you can make the argument that it's an unfair outcome it was an unfair outcome for the team it's not fair that they lost Hathaway due in large part to the fact that they thought that Hughes was going to be at the remainder of the game it looked like he had a separated shoulder I mean we thought that he was he was donezo and then what ends up happening as you mentioned Hughes comes back into the game Hathaway is gone I I will once again question though Barring there being some kind of, you know, massive um, behind-the-scenes answer to why Joel Farabee did not play in this game beyond that first shift, when you lose Hathaway, I think even if you're trying to make an example or you're trying to get through to a player, you you kind of owe it to the team to make sure that, like, you're giving them the opportunity to succeed. And when you're down a man, I don't know how you... I don't know how you sit back and say, no, you know what, instead of having 11 forwards, now we're going to go down to 10. Farabee is a perfectly healthy guy. Like, I, I get sending a message, but things change. The calculus in a game changes when, when somebody goes out with the game misconduct. They could have used Farabee, especially, I mean, the third period as things were starting to ramp back up. Overtime, he's a skilled player. 
We don't know why Farabee was benched. All we can assume at this point, before the coach of even shares what went on, was that he did not have a proper back check on the first goal, and that landed him on the bench. We do know he was minus one, but I'm going to have to hear something really good where you don't give a guy a chance to redeem himself. It's one thing to sit a guy out the night where you don't have to worry about him. He's in the press box eating popcorn. It's a whole other thing when you get a guy prepared for a game and he something happens early. And as Anthony said, obviously there's been discussions with him. But, man, that's a steep price to pay for a guy that's in suit and uh, he's going to get out of his suit and he's uh, out of his uniform and he's going to be dry. Yeah, it's an awful feeling. And um, I don't know. Again, that's, that's excessive. Like, that's excessive. Unless there's been conversations that have been ongoing – which is possible, and, and we're not, you know, we're not privy to whatever been, is said between the coach and the player. I've been benched that. in games like it's, you know, you're just not there some nights. You get to either sit out the end of the period, and the coach is like comes in this, after the intermission, says, "Hey, Bundy or whoever, Bob, wake up, like we yeah. need you." And that's really the message: is you got to wake up, you got to be prepared, and, and you got to be in it. You know, by that time, if the coach is benched, you probably already had three chances in the game. But Faraby, uh, that's an interesting one, and I just. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. He is, is it like, I see a mixed bag here. He's, yeah. His play has been – he's not been awful. He has not been awful. He's scored goals. Like, he is what he is. He's, a, he's just a winger. Like, he's a go-to-the-net winger. He's not a, a loaded with you know, skill from top to bottom. But he makes plays sometimes, and he's willing to go to the net. I don't know. Let's hear – see what happens if there's anything more that manifests after the game with what happens from the coach. But that was a, that was a live – benching in real time it's just uh, that never I, it's very very rare to see that happen yeah uh, you know uh, if at all anymore in the, in the world that professional sports exists in today yeah um let's see we have franco uh 65 checks in and says can't ask for anything more than that the team plays their balls off just don't have the horses yet Filler Originals obviously has a problem with Torts playing couturier to start the overtime saying that uh couturier's skating looked labored um all game. Ed At times says, it did. Ed says they've shown uh, themselves that they can come back. They battled. They battled the Devils and the refs. I don't, I don't get the feeling that the refing was horribly disproportionate in the favor of the Devils. I think that the thing that you obviously, and we brought this up, that you can kind of hold them to is they make, it's a, a late-blown whistle, it's a call that nobody seemed to have any real belief behind. They had the meeting of the mindless uh, at center ice. Presumably, they called it in to the league. It goes to review. They give out a major. They don't know what the major is for. And then they come back and they say Garnet Hathaway's out. And then Hughes comes back uh, not very long after. So they, the entire complexion of the game, to some extent, changed with that call. And then you add in the fact that Sports benched Farabee. Um, it, it, it's not the game that uh, I think a lot of people expected. Um, Going to bring his ice time average down. That's for yeah, sure. For sure. Uh, Matthew Benick says, uh, that was a letdown. I was screaming with my family for the last six minutes of the game. Uh, I got to say, there were a lot of people who left uh, with about 10 minutes or so in the game, which was disappointing. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. Uh, but, boy, nope. I bet they were kind of kicking themselves. Fans you know, have been as, great. As the, yep. as the second goal got scored, as the third goal got scored. Um, people probably uh, had a little bit of regret there. Um, 
Matthew Bennett says, so fired up, and then 30 seconds later, it's over. Glad they got the point, but what a bummer. Andrew Fa uh, Fawcett says, uh, torts being torts. Uh, another move by Coach Rebuild, says American Wit. You can tell. You can tell that the night is the night that the fans turn on torts. Or at oh. least the ones who are against him are going to be a little bit more vocal. Um, the, uh, Susan Lowe says that on the radio, they said Farabee's hurt. I, but what? No, he was not. No, no. He was. He was. On, he was on the he, bench. He was on door yeah. duty. If you're if you're hurt, you never stay on the bench. It's not allowed. Yeah. To be honest, with you. it's it's just not. It's frowned upon. If you can't play, and you're injured, get off the bench, go get showered, stay off the bench. And that's not just the that. rules. He was on door duty as far away from torts as can be, right? Like he's he's getting the 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 door on the wall for his teammates, right? <laughs> he like, would have done a lot more than I did. He's playing. He's playing. Not have he's, done playing the door uh, duty. he's playing a bellhop. Right tonight, there's just no way. Yeah, if there's no. <laughs> Torts pretty much said. Well, we have to be careful with the language here. Torts pretty much just said, like, get as far away from me as you can. I mean, if if he had gone any farther, he would have ended up in your old spot between the glass. Yeah, I don't. I if radio said that, then maybe they got something. But I don't think they got any updates on anything more than what we would have gotten. If he was hurt, well, great job sitting on the bench. But you should not. They would be working on him. Yeah. So that's a bad. I think that's a bad call there. Yeah. Um. Andrew, with an interesting point here, says that Torts won't give a proper answer about the Farabee benching. I have a bet going with Anthony. I'll tell you. I, Anthony and I had to talk about how, uh, how Ant wants to approach this question. And I said, I, I will wager $5 that if you ask that question exactly how you just outlined it, that you're going to get a non-answer. And Anthony's convinced that he's going to get a really great elaborate answer. So when we throw down to, to Ant, when he's in there with Torts for the presser, we're going to see if Anthony is the, uh, the torts whisperer or not. Uh, Donald says that Farabee, Farabee's play has been awful and he needed to sit. I don't know how you make that determination after one shift tonight. Uh, he hasn't been perfect in some of these other games. I, late, it's, he's not been awful. I, he's yeah. not. He's not been awful. I mean, I just he, – he is what he is. Like, there's tons of guys like Farabee in the league. Yeah. You know, like, it's not – it's not a. It's not like you're you're getting a guy that you think is going to be, you know, Yari Curry. You know, yeah. and he's scoring goals like that kind of winger. He's a go to the net guy. He's going to score some games. Other games, he's not going to look as good. He's a winger. Yeah, wingers sometimes don't stick out as much because they're wingers and yeah. and they're supposed to keep things simple. Unfortunately, the centers are the ones that get dragged through the mud a lot because they're kind of joined with the D in the zone. So if something doesn't go good, it usually gets peeled on to the two defensemen in the center. But I don't. Farabee's not been awful. He's yeah. not. I don't think that's fair. Eric Berkey has a very fair point here. Hughes carried them to the win. That's why we got to hope Mishkov is the real deal. I mean, you you do see how skill can be a determining factor. Well, if you're picking first like every especially. year like the Devils, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So they were they were garbage for years, yep. and they ended up picking two guys in the in like one overall. Yep. And that's what happened. So they they rebuilt that way. But I mean, they, listen. I watched the Devils play tonight. They had a three-one lead. If you're a world beater, you're going to lock this game down against the Flyers and find a way to keep the win in regulation. Um, I I don't really I I thought they were better last year. Maybe they've taken I don't know if they took a step back. If they're not as good defensively, but man, they gave up a lot of shots. They gave up a lot of chances, and they looked at times like they just weren't all in on the defensive side of the things. Andrew Fawcett sends over a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Says that he's going to cover the bet. What bet is that? The bet between Anthony oh, and I okay. about whether or not he's going to actually get a good answer from Torts. Okay. Question. Um, 
Joey Ritter says, I miss Claude Giroux on the power play. I well, don't. I don't either. I don't and, miss anything and, about and a, him. And a lot of the worst parts of Giroux's game on the power play, the, the looking for the perfect pass, all that kind of stuff is kind of permeated, and now it's infected some of the younger guys who played with him. Um, a lot of that, that power play issue still remains. So, no. I, uh, I don't. It's nice. Those were cute and everything, but uh, see you, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a nice skill player, but you got to move on. It's, yeah. it's, been, it's been long enough. Yep. Um, I think that's about it for what we've gotten in the chat there. I don't know how long you want to hang on here for. Well, I'll wait a few more minutes. It's been a long, it was a long game. It was a long that game. Was a, like a, that was one of those pushing three-hour games, but let's see what Anthony gets, and uh, if he doesn't, then we're going uh, to skedaddle. Anything else you guys are concerned with? Any things you're happy with? Any things that are daunting on you, that are Eric, wearing on you? Eric said that the power play looked better it did. tonight. It, it did. did. It did, yeah. And what was it about the power play that looked better? Um... The possession, yeah. the, the making plays. Like, they actually had a guy in the middle. They were moving it back. They had shots through. They were There were some cross-seam plays. Like, it was, it was good stuff. I don't really have any, any qualms. That's the best the power play has looked all year long. Yep. And I can't say anything other than that. Was I there, love these was guys. There, like, was there a lot of perimeter passing? Yes. Like on there the was. Per, the first power play especially, there was a lot of perimeter passing. But yeah. They, they did eventually kind of start taking a little bit more of a direct approach, and that's when they started finding success. That is that is true. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, they but they got the puck in. They possessed it. They made smart plays with it, and they as a result they ended up getting. I mean, some clean looks. That's the best. Even the second. So they had one, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe they got lucky, and they had just happened to have a good one. They got ran into a bad kill, but no, that was not the case. They actually did a very good job, and they they did it again. Like they they reestablished a second power play, even though after the one they didn't score on. So it was a really good night for we the power a- play. We have people just uh, dropping in their favorite yeah, yeah, I know. power it's play like... guys of all time, you know? Um, hey, let's do this. Let's play a fun game. I want to go back to your playing days. Okay. Okay. Give me the best power play unit that you can remember on a team that you played on. Well, I mean, anything. anytime you add like a guy like Lindros or um, Forsberg to any power play, you know, with the, with the point, man... Uh, <laughs> I would I would probably say like Recky, Lindros, Leclerc, you know, Desjardins on the point. Uh, you know, and Desjardins and, and with to him was not a natural true point man on the power play. He was Mr. Mm-hmm. Everything, but he yeah. that was not his natural play. I, I played with Zuboff, Sergey Zuboff in Dallas. Oh man, you want to talk about a guy on the point that was just a machine. It was unbelievable. John Leclerc, I was talking to Johnny about this earlier in the game and I went and sat with him for like 15 minutes in the in the press box there and he was saying, you know, like, uh, again, uh, in the league today, like I, I told him, I said, if you played in this league now, you'd score 65 goals. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. Nobody would touch him. Like, he, I've seen this guy get beat and beat and beat in the 90s. Cross-checks in front, you know, wax and wax. Now, he would never get touched, and he would just abuse any defenseman that tried to come at him. I was saying, though, Mark, you know, I see Mark Howe, great point guy. But there's been, that's, that's the key. The key to the power play is the point is the point man. And if you get a guy that's incredible on the point in the power play, you can change your fortunes. It's nice to have those scoring wingers in front. You need a big big side of beef in front of the net. I've always believed that. It's good to have a guy like Drew that can make the plays like that. But that, to me, is a success of a good power play. Never comes from the half board. It always comes from the point. Uh, So, again, 
Rico was awesome. He was an awesome defenseman, but I'm telling you, he was not a natural, true point guy on a power play. Yeah. Uh, Greg comes in here with an interesting take. Ross looked good tonight for the most part. He took two bad penalties, especially the one that was early in the game. Um, he did find the back of the net. It was a, a, a goal that wasn't necessarily skill as much as being in the right place at the right time. Uh, how do you evaluate Frost's game tonight? Is he back in the lineup in the, in the next game? Does anyone know? Yeah. I mean, he's back in because look at the end of the game tonight. Yeah. He's on the ice with the six on five. Yeah. You know, here's a guy that's gone from the Chateau Bow Wow to the Waldorf Astoria. Just a very sh- few shorts moments, right? He's moving on up, moving on up. To the east side. Moving on up. To a deluxe apartment in the, the sky. sky. Okay, that's enough. There we go. It's all right. <laughs> we're still waiting on torts. This is what we do while we're waiting. I know. I don't think it's torts is coming out. <laughs> you know, there, there's the Billy Joel song, too. There's the moving out. So we're not going to do that. No, one it's song. Ca- it's called Anthony's song, though, which is funny. We can um, make it about our, our dear we're, friend. We're, we're still, so we can see the bottom of the screen here. Yeah. Um, they can't see it. They can't see us. Well, here, actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll pop it up here real quick. This is what we're looking this at. This is what we're looking at. There you go. Yeah. So, like, when we're... There's intern someone Andrew. Just gave, someone gave intern, us a finger. That was a thumbs up by intern oh. Andrew. He knows better. <laughs> he knows better <laughs> than to uh, flip the bird here. But uh, we're waiting on torts. You know, we can... Bundy, we can do this. Like, we can, we can keep it up here. So, intern Andrew, you be careful there with your... Uh, with your appendages, with your phalanges. We'll keep the, uh, the podium there for a little bit. Although it looks like nobody's sitting down, so I assume that means that they're still in the locker room. So Ant's probably trying to effort some information. We'll keep going over here. Uh, if you have questions, comments, and concerns, obviously drop them in on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, we love you and appreciate you for checking in because you're amazing, except we can't pull your comments up here. So uh, make sure you go over to YouTube or to Facebook. I like post games there. here on Snow Goalie a lot yeah. better. I used to do another post game, and it was so boring every night. Have some producer in your ear telling him what to say. Oh, can't say that. No, this is just beautiful. We get to actually do it with the fans, too, That's which exactly is the right. best. That's exactly right. Yeah. How often does the uh, producer talk in your ear on a show like that? Uh, like, well, what, actually, what, what is there well, to the say the producer that I had for postgame here, but uh, Joe Ford, he was the best. Joe Fordyce, I got love. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But then if you had, like, a game, we had, like, a bunch of clown producers, and they'd be, like, they would just be, like, more worried for themselves what you're going to say. Wow. Like you know, like oh, I'm just trying to cash my check here. It's a, it's all, it's all good. But you know what? It, I didn't like the fact that they, they kind of like try to tether you, yeah. in terms of what their opinion was. Yep. Like the, the one thing you look in hockey, they get these hockey producers that never played a game in their life, but then they all think that they can go be analysts after. Yep. It's really great. Like I have no problem. There's a lot of people in the world that know tons about hockey. Our fans do. They know the sport. But man, if you go from being a producer to thinking that you're a prognosticator after <laughs> an expert, yep. Well. That's part of the problem, unfortunately. Uh, here you go. So, Trevston93, well, it looks like media is starting to come in. Trevston93 asks, are we overvaluing uh, Zamula? Surely he passes through waivers. I don't know who he is now, and I, I'll tell you right, right now, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a, it's not a guarantee he'd pass through waivers. Yeah, I don't think he would. I mean, I, if you look at the league, if you watch the league and seen some of the defense in it, I'm telling you, there's room for a guy like that to play. Yeah. Hey, Fridge, is Frizz, is, uh, is Fer, what was the... You're live the, here. Yeah. We got Flyers Fer- Radio, Ferby. Todd Fedork. Was he, you Fridge, was that an injury? Because they said, people said here, Flyers Radio said it was an injury. I've just, and you know, you played he, enough. He, he lost something defensively, and defensively, the Flyers took the goal. And then, and then he was... But he was on the but, bench but the rest the of the game. We thought he got hurt, but 
Yeah. Because usually if you're on the bench, you got bench. Because if you're hurt, you go to the locker room. Yeah, that's it. So you yep. said the so, same okay. thing I did. Thank yep. you, Fridge. Hope you had a good night, my friend. So there you go. Flyers play. Uh, so we got a home and home with Pittsburgh coming up. Let's tee those up there. The Saturday at Pittsburgh, Monday back here against uh, Philly here against Pittsburgh again. Um, boy, I'd love to see a little bite put back in that series. I agree. Um, been lacking it a little bit, you know. I mean, the same villains are still there. It's always the spare parts that create that chaos, though. <laughs> it's okay. never the central players. Yep. But again, anytime you got Crosby coming in with Malkin and crew, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. A couple games. 100%. In a row. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Battle of the Keystone State back-to-back games Saturday, and then they're back here at Wells Fargo Center on Monday. And then you look ahead to a, a bit of a trip. I mean, it's going to be like ten days between home games mm-hmm. uh, from that Pittsburgh game. They go out to Arizona. They've got Colorado, Nashville. All on the road. They're back the following Thursday at home against the Capitals uh, and then at home against the Red Wings. They will play this Devils team again, but it's uh, about two and a half weeks away until uh, the 19th. We are all very, very uh, excited to tell you that Tristan Jari scored tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins and it'd be Nickel. That's pretty wild. Pretty cool. I think that it's the first cool. time I thought I saw it's the first time that he's scored a goal since like 2018 or something in the A. So that's, you don't see it. You don't no. see it very often. All right, I think we're going to wrap it. I think so, too. So we will be back, like we mentioned. Um, we'll probably do, I guess, a morning after on Sunday morning to recap the uh, Penguins game, and then we'll be back here for the Press Row Show on Monday. So for Bundy, for Ant, for Intern Andrew, we will check in with you guys a little bit this weekend. And just so you know, in the podcast feed, the live show that we did yesterday uh, down at Puddler's Kitchen, that's going to hit the podcast feed this weekend. Oh, yeah, we so definitely want to hear that. That was Bernie, good. We had uh, not only Dan Hilferty came on the show, but also Bernie Perrant. So if you yeah. missed that on the YouTube feed, That'll be going in the podcast. It was like feed, a so. massive party podcast. It's crazy. And, and there was people all around. It was unbelievable. It's worth the listen, and, and it was a lot of fun. A yep. lot of fun. Absolutely. So uh, for all the guys, time to head out. We will talk to you soon.